0: This podcast is sponsored by Tell2App.com. Welcome to the life of a networker. On this podcast, we are featuring industry leaders from the network marketing profession to share with you the stories, inspiration, and leadership. Now, here is global business developer, leader in authentic sharing technology, your host, Mr. Mike Fedick.
1: Hello and good morning on my end uh, to our community out there, the life of a networker. We are so excited to bring to you uh, another amazing guest. Uh, who really has not only changed her life in this incredible industry of network marketing, but more so, we all know that when you have success here in our industry, it just means that you've helped a lot of people uh, over the years have success and hit their dreams. And so uh, in the studio with me uh, today, and I say our studio, it's our Zoom studio, as we are still uh, doing a lot of our podcasts uh, virtually. Uh, But I've got the great Sarah Jansen in the house with us. And uh, she comes from South Dakota. She's my first South Dakota guest and uh, comes from a a beautiful 21 acre uh, farm that she lives on with her family. She's got three girls and we are excited to have you. So welcome, Sarah.
2: Thank you, Mike so fun to be here. Thanks for the invite.
1: Absolutely. And uh, we're going to kick it right off and get into it. And and for our listeners out there today, we we're just always grateful for you. Without you, we don't have a show here. And so uh, we appreciate you. But uh, Sarah, let's get started with just uh, sharing a little bit of your background, who you are, uh, but more importantly, where and when did you get your start uh, in this awesome industry?
2: So back in 2014, is when we got started. And I started with, I'm with doTERRA. So I started using essential oils kind of just as a product user. And my husband and I had just purchased a house and needed some extra funds. We were like, oh, so maybe we'll make a couple extra hundred dollars to go toward the mortgage payment. And that's that's kind of how we got started. Of course, it, it went a little differently after that. And we, we went quickly and <laughs> found we might want to do this for our lifetime. So, but that's back where we started.
1: That's awesome. And, you know, isn't it interesting because for most people, right, I would say, you know, maybe 80, 85, 90% or so, you know, really get started in our industry Uh, for that reason of of just knocking down a bill, you know, 500 to a thousand bucks a month uh, is really still, even to this day, uh, a friend of mine told me, he goes, Mike, it's not $500 a month anymore. People need to hear a thousand. I'm like, okay, well, I can promise you the people that need to hear it, 500 would be a good start for them. (laughs) And so anybody, that's really looking for an opportunity. And for our guests out there, it's important as you're prospecting and you're you're going through your your network uh, is to remember that most people are in Sarah's position. They're just looking for a little extra. And if we show them the way with a little extra, that can then turn into what now she's explained as a beyond full-time income and a lifestyle that uh, has given her all the time freedom. So Sarah, take us back to 2014 and and, uh, and, and when you got started, what were some of the challenges that that you faced or that you now look back on today and say to yourself, oh, man, if I could have done it different, I would have done it this way. So um, give us a little example of a few things that you wish you could have changed.
2: Sure. So we... We built our business a little bit differently. We actually traveled around the country in a motorhome. And we had done that for several years before we we stepped into network marketing. So it felt like a natural fit to kind of take our message of natural health on the road. And you know, there's all kinds of struggle, interesting struggles that come with living in a tiny space with three kids and two large dogs. <laughs> you know, so, but I would not I would not change any of that looking back, I think that I tend to be a person that does not have regrets. And I don't look back and say, oh, I want to change that because it was horrible. But I, I would look when I am partnering with leaders now, I, I tend to look closer at their true level of commitment um, versus what I project them having the possibility and the potential to do. And that and that's definitely something that's important now is to look at people as a lifelong business partner, not just somebody. That maybe you want to just partner with them really for fun, but they don't necessarily have the commitment or skill set to take it all the way. Um, and so, you know, we built our business with a certain group of people. And those people have, of course, as any story in network marketing, have changed over the years. And, and even though I would maybe go back and, you know, change a few things, I do believe that those people came into our business and into our life for a meaning, for a purpose that was to bless their life and to bless our life in the, in the, in that interim time. Um, And, you know, the other thing I would probably, you know, look back and say, don't be so concerned about what other people think. You know, I tend to be very outgoing, but there's always a level of, will I be rejected? And knowing what I know now, looking back, I would have told so many more people about the business side of, of this business, you know, doing it for income versus just using the product.
1: That's so awesome. And, I, and I'm so glad you said that. And, and for our listeners out there, you know, it's, it's exactly what Sarah's saying is, is look, don't, don't have regrets, right? Because everything that happened up until this point has shaped you, molded you, and taught you uh, certain things to get to where you are. But what we wanna try to always do is just give you a couple pointers um, to help you maybe not make those same mistakes and avoid that. And so, uh, as, as you said, I think the most important thing is, is really starting to identify people and really uh, working with them in a way that, you know, they're not just there for money, you're not just there for qualifications, right? You're, you're really truly building a, a friendship that usually starts with a business partnership that then turns into a friendship kind of thing. And so I agree with you 100%, which kind of leads me right into to the next question, Sarah, is, Over these last few years, how important is culture uh, for you and your team? And and what are some things that you've done uh, to build that type of culture, whether it's events or contests or rewards or anything like that? What are you doing on a culture standpoint to help your organization continue to grow?
2: Yeah, I love this question because it's been such an important part of building our team. It has been to create that community and also just that culture of collaboration and family. And so at all those years that we were out there traveling around in our motorhome, we, of course, we're going to our leaders' homes and to their towns. And so I know a lot of people, as they build their business, their leadership structure might be right in their backyard. They might have their neighbor or their sister across town, or they might be really close to them. Our team is spread out over the entire country. And so we took our motor home and we traveled, we showed up, you know, sometimes parking right in their driveway and we would host a potluck and we would have them invite all of their friends and all of their leaders and the kids would be there. And we would really build deep, long lasting relationships doing that. And it helped me get to know all the people in their spheres of influence. Right. And, 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 kind of build into that and become friends as well which makes our life richer and and more beautiful in the in the process and then as we did that we started to connect all of these leaders then of course with each other and we started to host what we call a tribe retreat and we would do an annual tribe retreat which was a Um, a weekend training, but it was so much more than just business training. We would connect with each other. We kind of became known as the team that hula hoops. (laughs) We have lots of, I love to hula hoop and I've done that for fun for years. And so we have these huge hula hoops that we bring to our retreats and, and we have a lot of fun together. We have over the years have just built up that very strong trust and very deep, you know, family roots. As we went now through some of the struggles of the last couple years that we've all been experiencing, the people that did lay down those deep roots with us are the ones who stayed. And that's why it's so important from the beginning to look into people's hearts and to look truly at what they're seeking and what is important to them and see them truly as a, as a friend, as a person, they are not just a business partner a number on your screen to you know move around and put in this spot or that spot that my dreams became you know their dreams became my dreams as we all you know we all started to find success together and that just made it all the more fun
1: that is so awesome and and you're just you're so right on so many points and you know you know i love the uh the tribe retreat i think that's so great i i know another leader uh, a few years ago i think now Uh, Started something where they um, they were up in Canada and they would do a weekend at their lake and they would bring about twenty to fifty team members and and they would do different tug of war challenges and swimming challenges and canoe and kayaking and all the fun stuff and and you know what's amazing is I watched that group go from a an average income to an above average income when they started those type of events. And so uh, I think it is such a big part of our role. And, you know, Sarah, what's funny is that's the fun part. You know, when people say, you know, you're always on those calls or you're always on those retreats or you're always at those meetings. And for the outside people, we just laugh because we're like, yeah, but this that this is fun for me. Like this is, my, I'm helping change lives. We're helping people feel better. We're helping people get healed. All the things that are, that are available in our industry, And so I just always, you know, in the beginning, I was, I was young. And so I was more of aggressive, like, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. I would get so mad at those people uh, that didn't see it the way I did. And then when I learned to just let them go and be who they are, and, and I go do my thing, everything started to change as well. So appreciate you sharing that. Let's talk a little bit about uh, mentorship, you know, because I know in our industry, or let's say, for example, uh, in the franchise industry, if you were to buy a Subway or a McDonald's or, you know, whatever, it's almost like the manual is kind of like your mentor, right? You get this big, thick manual. It tells you exactly what to do, how to do it, how to price it. And if you follow that manual and you, and you work hard, it's a pretty good chance you'll have success at that franchise. Well, for us, we don't really have a manual book, right? We've got all different kinds of ways to have success in our business, but at the end of the day, how important uh, was it for you uh, to find a good mentor, lock arms with them and have them kind of guide you into the position you are in today?
2: This is a funny question because I, I mean, looking back, I had, I would say very little mentorship until I reached the highest ranks um, until I kind of went, went. Past my upline and kind of found some, some different people at the, at the higher levels. But my mentors along the way, I mean, I definitely had some kind of nudging from, you know, the person who helped me get started and she was absolutely amazing at helping me find the resources. Um, But I remember asking the question, I'm like, where's the high level leadership training? Like, send me there. I want, I want more. And, you know, I could find a lot of kind of fluffy, um, beginner training (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I wanted it all. You know, I was like, so I would seek out, you know, podcasts like yours. And I would, I would find trainings and, you know, back in the day, we weren't really podcasting as much. I feel like it was, it was more books and I was reading our leadership magazine and I was being mentored, if you will, by people who had walked where I wanted to walk. And I remember going to my very first trip that I won and, surrounding myself with the people that were at that level and realizing, Oh my gosh, they're just like me. They, there's nothing different about them except that they've been doing it longer and they they've just been doing the steps to get themselves there. And so I kept doing that. I kept surrounding myself with people who were where I wanted to be. Turns out they're amazing people. They become my best friends and still are to this day. Um, and that that's the part that I want to encourage everyone is like if you are not surrounding yourself with those people, whether you have a mentor directly in your company or not doesn't matter. I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of like bloom where you're planting. You don't need to necessarily like jump ship, go here, go there, change, you know, change up who your upline is or whatnot. Um, in that it's all you can find what you need and it's it's out there. And that's how it was for me. And in fact you talk to a lot of my friends at the higher levels, they they a lot of them didn't have direct mentorship in the beginning.
1: Yeah, no, that is so true. And, um, and you know, and, and some people, some of you that are listening in, you may say, "Well, I've got a great mentor starting day one." And that's awesome. You have a huge advantage because in most cases. It's exactly falls in the way that Sarah uh, just went over is, you know, you start kind of brand new and, and, and sometimes your sponsor uh, is, is not the top level, right? A lot of times it's not. It's, it's somebody who's just just kind of getting either started with you or they're just in the middle of the comp plan. They've been doing it part-time for a few years. And so, you know, it's the law of the lid. They can only guide you so much because they've only done so much. And so sometimes you've got to go and just go and work and prove yourself, right? Go and Go and win a trip, like Sarah said. And I promise you, if you win a trip, all you've got to do at that trip is get around the pool bar or get around the pool area and you will be around the best leaders. I remember when I was 18 years old, still in high school, and I'll never forget when I went to the event, uh, the gentleman said to me, he said, listen, see those five guys over there talking? That's where you want to be. Go stand next to them. And that's exactly what I did. And eventually over time, it didn't happen that night, but over time I got my, myself into that circle. I grew friendships with those guys uh, and many of them became my mentors and still to this day a few are. So- uh, I'm, I'm right there with you and exactly how it kind of happened for you. It, it happened for me as well. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, since we're kind of on that topic of, you know, COVID has definitely changed uh, everything for us. And all of us uh, understand that we had to make some pivots. Some of us didn't have to make big pivots because we were already doing a lot of online stuff. We were already using Zooms. We just uh, increased it and, 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 and used it more often. But Sarah, as we get back to somewhat of normalness here over time, and who knows when that exactly will be, but what is and how, how important is it for individuals to get out to their team conventions, to get out to their team super Saturdays, if you call it that, or, or, or regional events, just something live in their local area that can eventually get them into a live convention. But what, is, what, is the, what have the big events meant to you, uh, you know, past prior COVID times?
2: one of my favorite topics because I'm absolutely it's a non-negotiable for me and anyone on my team who dares to ask me (laughs) should I go absolutely and you know even this year you know we are going in person it's in our convention is in about a month from now and I mean I am encouraging every single person because and this will be my eighth eighth one that I've attended and you know I just think of it like you know, you have that filling your cup analogy, right. But you, throughout the year, if you continue to go to the events, any event that is close enough to you. And I usually say like three to four hours, if you can make that happen, drive, get there. And sometimes, you know, of course even fly for, for larger events, but if you can get there, you're going to fill up all of your energy for your business and your company, and it's going to carry you kind of like a roller coaster momentum all the way until the next one, maybe three, four months from then. And then you're going to fill it all up again. You're going to get that energy and fly down that roller coaster again. But if you really, if you only plug into that stuff once in a while or when it's convenient, that is not enough and it, it will not carry you. And so, yeah, I am, I'm so glad. Like, hopefully, we can get back to a little. A little bit more in-person events because there is nothing like feeling that energy of all being around each other, seeing each other face to face, and so yeah, I'm I, I love that and I always encourage it.
1: That's awesome, <clears throat> and I agree with you. It there's something magical about it. You know, I used to tell people all the time. You know, sure, you can watch the Super Bowl on TV and you can catch the plays and you can catch the score and and all the commutating that happens in the show. But could you imagine being on the field? Could you imagine standing there watching the game on the field? It just would have to be a whole different feeling. And and that's kind of what uh, what you get at these big events. Right. And and a lot of times they say it goes from your head to your heart uh, at these events, because kind of what you said earlier, too, is you get around people and you go, I these people are no better than me. I can do this. I I can really do it. And that was my aha moment. And I laughed today because I saw a group of people cross the stage. And uh, some of those people that crossed the stage that were making 20 and 30 and $50,000 a month. (laughs) I was 18. I go are you serious? That like that, that guy right there makes 30 grand a month <laughs> in, a, in a nice way, right? It was just saying, man, if he could do it, I know I can. So that's another thing you get is get really inspired at these big events. And so uh, just one more question for you, and then uh, we'll wrap up with you giving just a, a last uh, piece of advice to the audience on, on something that you want to leave them with. But uh, on the last question, here's what's always fun, right? is you got started. You started making a little money. You got the mortgage paid down, maybe started making a little more money, paid off a few more bills, a little more money started coming in. Eventually there was an amount of money that started coming in that got you to go, holy cow. Okay. This is it. This is legit. I am here for life. I'm going to build this thing. But what were a couple of the fun things that you were able to do Uh, When you really got the bills and stuff out of the way, I know you have three daughters. I'm sure there's some either trips or some things that you were able to do, but just share with them that once you get the bills out of the way and the money starts to grow, what are some fun things that you've been able to do?
2: I love travel. So, you know, we've been able to travel to a lot of different places. We actually, moved to Puerto Rico, that was a huge dream of mine was to live on a tropical island. <laughs> and I wanted to do that. And we actually did that for some time. We ended up not staying there full time, but, but that would have never been possible financially for us. And so being able to give our girls that kind of experience and just to a lot of the more, you know, I would say um, memorable and extravagant RV travel, you know, that we weren't doing in the beginning, staying in places that we wanted to stay in right on the beach. And, um, that's been amazing. And, you know, we love to be able to give to nonprofits or to missionaries or, you know, people that we see doing really good work out in the world. And when you have that extra money, you're able to do that. And you're able to make a difference in ways that, that you couldn't before. And when you see a need, you're able to to just immediately without thought be able to to help with that and that's that's incredibly rewarding
1: that is so awesome and uh we have so we have a lot in common as we get to get a chance to uh, go back and forth here um i'm three years ago i moved to mexico uh, on a beautiful lake and it's uh, considered by usa today and time magazine that's the top three weather climates in the world so uh, it was always my dream to one day, you know, even though I was in Florida, I was like, I want to get out of Florida, especially June, July and August, because it is hot and hurricane season. So uh, I, too, uh, picked up and moved. And, and what a great experience that has been. And So, Sarah, I, I just I can't thank you enough because the, the nuggets you've given uh, to the audience here. Uh, is priceless. Somebody's going to write it down. Somebody's going to implement it and someone's going to change their life. And and it all came from your story. And that's why it's to me so important for all of us uh, that have had success within network marketing uh, is to get on these type of uh, podcasts and interviews and uh, connections, because I just believe that when you make it, it's, it's almost like our obligation to turn around and share uh, with the world who's trying to get to where we are. And if we can give them a couple golden nuggets, if you want to call it, and they take it serious, uh, what a great feeling. So we really appreciate you. So just any last closing comments uh, to the person who's sitting there right now, they've got their notepad out, they've wrote down some things you said, uh, and you just want to leave them with one message. Um, what would that be?
2: my big message is to never stop showing up, keep showing up, even when you have disappointments. I mean, I could, we could talk and continue talking about all the setbacks that we've had in our business, but that's not, that's not what we're going to remember. We're going to remember where we pushed through when it was hard and where we continued to show up, even when things felt like Going downhill because there's, there's always another uphill and there's always a comeback. And so continue to bring value to your teams, no matter what, continue to bring value to your customers, no matter what is happening and that it's going to pay off for you. It will never let you down.
1: That is awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, for everyone out there listening, we appreciate you always joining uh, the life of a networker. And uh, with us today, Sarah just uh, literally shared a dozen plus uh, great tips, great nuggets for you to go out there and grow your business, especially right now. Go close the year strong, no matter where you are, what you've set a goal to. If you're not there yet, there is plenty of time, right? Most of the time, uh, 80% of the stuff gets done in the last 20% of time. And that's where we are now is, is closing out this year strong. So Sarah, thanks so much. Looking forward to getting the chance to meet you in person. Congratulations on all your success. And we look forward to having you back on the show again.
2: Thanks, Mike.
0: Thank you for listening to The Life of a Networker. We really hope you have gotten some inspiration or value from listening to our show. For more info or to reach out, visit us at thelifeofanetworker.com. This podcast is sponsored by the Tell2 app, powered by Rapid Funnel. It's not just another app. It's an entirely new technology category. The Tell2 app gives you a genuine way to build real relationships with your customers and get quality referrals with less work from you. Go to tell 2 and build your brand, your way, and tell your story better.